Marley Knockers, the podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing our first overnight investigation at the famous Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. In the studio today, we have myself, Bethany, Kim, Noel, Lynn, Amy. So we are going to uh, kind of do a roundtable here and see what everybody thought about our first experience at Waverly. All right, I guess let's kick it off with Kim. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you thought about our investigation? Sure. Waverly has been on my bucket list for a long time, and I have to say it didn't disappoint. I loved it. The one thing that I thought was interesting was I expected to go in and be scared from the moment that I walked in. But it was actually very welcoming. I didn't feel afraid. It it was kind of a very calming feeling. There were some areas that were a little scarier than others, but overall, I was I was impressed. I did not like the shoot. That was the only place that, in my opinion, I felt the energy was a little heavy. I agree. When we were all down there, it did not feel very fun down there. Right. And we did capture some good evidence. We had the one apparition in the hallway. I think that was on the first floor? I believe it was the second floor, yeah. second floor. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting picture that we got that you can check out on our website. At some point, once we get those loaded, you'll be able to, to go in and see that. We did get some interesting EVPs, which some of the other members will talk about. But yeah, overall, I'm ready to go back. I agree. I think Waverly was on that list of places that I didn't want to go because I was terrified. I mean, you see it in these pictures and it's, it's very like haunting. I mean, just like the angle of which you drive up, it's, it's a little disorienting because of how large the building was. But when I first went in, it really didn't feel as tense or dense, I guess, as I expected it to. I mean, there was one room specifically that I just did not like. And I think we all kind of got a little nauseous in that room. I think it was on the second floor, is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that there was one just, I think it was just like an actual, just like hospital room um, where like a patient stayed. And that was really unsettling. It just didn't feel good in there. And then the OR, I did not like at all. That was probably the worst feeling room. Which which floor was the OR on? I think it was the fourth floor. Which that whole floor just it just felt different than the rest of the building. Like even in the basement in like the um, the X-ray room that they had, where it was like actually like lead walls, that room felt better energetically than the entire fourth floor. The roof was really cool. That was like neat because you could see like the skyline of Louisville. I mean, it was that was really cool. But yeah, the OR room did not enjoy that. Um, that was like the one room where I was like in and immediately out, which I don't think. Did you go to the OR? I did not go to the fourth floor. Oh, okay. At okay. All. Now we we basically stayed on the second floor for most of the time that that I was there. I like the open air feel. <laughs> yeah. Of the on the balcony. The second floor and the yeah. balcony. Like on the solarium and stuff. Yes. Yeah. And yes. in the chapel. The feel of that was really mm-hmm. light. To me, I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely did not like it when we were all in that one room together. Like, 
uh, Noelle had said about it was just heavy in there. Like, you know, I got really nauseous, you know, and like, you know, it was just not good. But I didn't have that feeling anywhere else in mm -hmm. the building. Yeah. It wasn't it just, like scary. No, it didn't it scare just... me. But like the sheer size of it, like when we did turn that corner to like pull up to park, it was, it was very impressive because I didn't expect it to be that Big. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it, like, it, like into a castle or something. Yeah, it's like those shots, you know, you see in movies and you're like, wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Now, I will say that one thing that I noticed when uh, we approached the building was the size. Yes, that's, that's impressive. But I didn't get any kind of negative feel overall in the building except for the fourth floor. And I can't even really label that as negative. It was just dense energy. But I do know that when I was, we were gathering together on the second floor and we were deciding where we were going to go and laying out what we were going to do during the investigation, I went ahead and walked up to the third floor while everyone was there in the chapel area on the second floor. As soon as I stepped through the doors onto the third floor, there was no one there. And as soon as you look down that hallway, instant adrenaline. I just felt, it was, it was, I, I can't describe it. I've never felt that in another location. I, it wasn't negative, it wasn't, but it was adrenaline. It was like an adrenaline rush. Like, yes, I'm here. I'm finally here. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can see that. There were just so many spirits that have went through there that just kind of hit you in the face. And just looking down the hallways, they just go on and on and on. And it was pitch black. Yes, <laughs> pitch black. I mean, even with the flashlights, you could see only a few feet in front of mm -hmm. your foot. Yes. Like it it really like hurt your eyes almost yeah. to be looking that cunningly. Yeah, because your brain is trying to find something to focus yeah. on, and it's just so pitch black. Yeah, and there was a lot of doors. I, I felt a little disoriented on some of the floors, like on the third and fourth floor. And again, like with the fourth floor, it didn't feel like scary, scary. It just felt heavy and dense and it felt, it was like hard to breathe. Mm -hmm. And like I did notice in a few of the rooms, it's almost like you're confused. It's just like, like you're just disoriented, really. Right, it's almost like everything looks the same but different at the same time. Yeah. Because there's so many doors where there were so mm -hmm. many patient rooms, you know, that face that solarium. It's, it's like, I don't even remember what floor I'm on. Yeah. We gotta think sure. maybe they felt the same way too. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And with the OR right. being on the fourth floor, that could explain why that energy was so dense there because there's a lot of anxiety surrounding. Yes. And there were yeah. things that they did that were experimental because they yeah. were desperate that were not, not, I don't, I mean, we've to now we could, would not consider it ethical, but they were right. reaching right. For, right. for something. They were for desperate. A, desperate for a cure. They were, people were dying at such a rapid rate. There were, they would deflate the lungs. There were a lot of things they would do. They would partially, they would, they would remove ribs so that they thinking that the lungs could expand and heal. There were many things that happened in that OR that, yeah. like I said, now we would not consider ethical, but they were, there were no, there was no cure. There were no treatments really. Yeah. And, and it was a nice facility when it was opened. It was a, you were beautiful. lucky to be there. Yeah. It was beautiful. And, and you can just imagine what it must have looked like back in 
back in its day because you can still feel that even now, this many years later. Yeah, I mean, they made their own bread, they had their own kitchens, they did their own, I mean, everything was done there. They had raised their own livestock, their own gardens. Self-sufficient. Yeah, it, well, and it was all health-oriented. The, the solariums were built so that you could get fresh air and sunlight. Their intention was to... For people know, to heal. For people to heal. TB was devastating to Kentucky. So, to Waverly Hills was a, a cutting-edge facility, really. But there were still things done that, out of desperation that I'm sure imprinted something psychically on on the building. And just imagine, you know, all these operations that didn't work or all these people that passed away. You know, there were so many patients that died here, they had to take them out through a tunnel to take them out through the bottom of the hill so the other patients couldn't see how many people were not surviving this disease. It's just devastating to think about. Yeah, I will say, like, one cool thing about Waverly, well, cool and interesting, I guess, was that you can actually go down the, what they call, like, the body chute. Right. Um, and so we got pretty far down. We didn't go all the way down because it was just, like, it was really wet. I think it had just rained or something. Right. And so it was, it was more so that, like, dense feeling. It wasn't scary. Like, even just looking straight down at the bottom in, like, pitch black. Because you're at a pretty steep incline going down these stairs. And you have to be pretty careful to, like, kind of hug the edge, especially when it's wet. But it didn't feel scary. It just felt, like, hard to breathe because it was just, you just felt like there were people on top of you. Like, does that make sense? Right. It just felt like. To me, it felt like the walls were closing in as... Yeah. I was going down the body chute, and I didn't go very far at all because it gave me really bad claustrophobia. Yeah. I could yeah. not go down as far as you went down. Yeah, it was it was just dense, but we got we got a cool EVP down there too. Which can, can we include that? Yes, we'll uh, insert it right here. Jesus. Yeah, it was... That, that's awesome. <laughs> wow. When reviewing that evidence, it took my breath away from... Yeah. It sounded like they were, like, really close, too. Like, right. I mean, they're like, I see you. No, because if I had heard that down the hallway, I would have been gone. <laughs> right? <laughs> gone. And that was actually caught on a, a body cam. Right. Right. Thank goodness we wore those that night. <laughs> and didn't hear it. Like, right. Well, could you imagine, you know, they talked a little bit about this during the opening tour that, you know, these nurses and staff that worked at Waverly Hills would come up that that tunnel every morning because they felt like the steam that was in there would help sanitize them for the patients. They walked those steps every day to come to work. Wow. Like, can you imagine? No, no thank you. No, no thank you. Well, and they lived, they lived on, on premises because right. TB is an extremely contagious disease. Yep, they had their own little community. They had, they had, on a, the court, they had a nurse's quarters there, and, and they lived there. Wait, within the main hospital? Yes. That area is blocked off oh, okay. due to some structural issues. But right. They're working on, I believe, opening about 
up eventually. Yeah. But yeah, they would bring all their supplies and stuff. That's why, you know, that one part is slanted. It's kind of so they could drag things up that they didn't couldn't carry. Like kind of like I'm assuming they had some sort of pulley system that would kind of pull these boxes up. Well, no wonder you have so much energy there. I mean, people had to give their lives just to work there. Right. I mean, you had to be 100% dedicated to the people that lived there that were right. suffering. Yes, the, yeah. Because you couldn't go home to your own family, even if you didn't have it. It's not too different from the pandemic that we just went through. That's right. That's very true. I mean, we had doctors and nurses sleeping at the hospitals right. for weeks well, at a time. Right, they workers. But, oh, there was an end in sight. But unfortunately for TB, that was years down the road. Right. Yeah, it wasn't until uh, uh, streptomycin, mm -hmm. I think so, came along in the 40s that uh, we saw the decline in TB. I mean, TB is still an issue in certain places and certain locations, but it is treatable now. And speaking of EVPs, we also got a pretty cool one while we were set up in the lobby. Yes, we were uh, using a K2 meter. We were interacting with someone who was lighting it up and we were asking questions. And while we were doing that, we were also running a uh, digital recorder. And on the digital recorder, you can hear Bethany's asking questions. She's asking, are you a man? Are you a woman? And then sort of jokingly, she says, are you a ghost? And then on the EVP, you hear very, almost sarcastically, is what I think is really cool about this EVP. You hear, I'm a ghost. Right, it was right. really funny. And we're gonna insert that EVP right here. Are you a ghost? It was like he was irritated. Mm -hmm. it, that was what was so funny. You could make out that it was a man, but he was like, a ghost. Like duh. Just like duh, yeah. That's, and what was funny is right before we went in there to kind of do this mini session, uh, four girls had just run out of there screaming that there was some mean old man in there that yelled at them. Right. <laughs> so he was probably just, who knows what they were talking to him about, but he was uh, pretty annoyed by the time yeah, we got he, to him. He sounded a little frustrated. But can you imagine how many people come and go through there all asking them same pretty thing. much the same questions every time? That would be frustrating and annoying. Right. That's like, I feel like when we go usually, we like, we kind of ask some weird questions. Sometimes we play some cards with them. You know, that's just, we try to do stuff that maybe they don't get to do a lot. Or play music. We get yeah. really good responses when we play music. We really do. Music is an excellent trigger. Yeah. I don't think we played any music there, but there were other guests there um, investigating as well. So we didn't want to, you know, impede on their evidence either. Something else we didn't do while we were there was the Estes method. I would like to do that on our next trip. For sure, that would be really, really interesting. So, did anybody else have any interesting experiences that happened at Waverly? Actually, I did. Uh, on the second floor, my brother and I were heading down the solarium, and I saw a shadow figure. I thought it was a shadow figure, and it kind of startled me a bit. And I tell my brother to go up about four more rooms from where I was and to cut through toward the middle. So he goes down and cuts through because I'm the older sister and he does what I ask. <laughs> and then I cut through the room I was beside. And as soon as I hit that middle hallway and he was behind, Paul was coming through the other room, 
I saw it go across into the room on the other side of the hall. So then I knew I had seen it. And we had moved it. We were following it. But once it got into the other room, it disappeared on me. Right. But that was the first time I ever visibly saw a shadow figure move. And that's awesome. So to see it twice, that's yeah. pretty that's pretty cool. I remember when y'all came back and you came out of nowhere and you like grabbed my arm and you were like, I saw a shadow. I was like, no. <laughs> she scared me. Right. Well, I was excited. I, I was out of the adrenaline going. And I believe that Peter actually saw a shadow figure that night. Peter is Noel's yeah. husband. Yeah. Yeah. He had seen quite a few things. I remember when we were in that one room that we kind of got nauseous mm-hmm. in. He was in the doorway of the room, and he immediately was like, something's grabbing me. Like, something is grabbing my arm. And he's, I, I guess he would be more of like a skeptic, but even borderline non-believer. So when he was like, something is touching me, I was like, oh God, what is about to happen? Yeah, I'm so scared right now. <laughs> I was like, looking toward him and him yeah. whirling around. And he had this look on his face, and I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, something is touching me. Yeah. He was, like, almost in shock mm-hmm. and just, like... Just yeah, his eyes were huge. <laughs> of course. It was kind of funny. Yeah, but shadow people are very intimidating. I would much rather see, like, a light or, like, an orb or even, like, something actually move, like, a tangible object move before I see a shadow person because they are very startling. Like, yes. Yes, they are. Yeah. Because it's not a... At first, you have to be, like... My eyes playing tricks yeah. on me. Oh, you always yeah. second guess yourself. And you always. see, yeah, and then and then you see the movement, and you're like, wait a minute. And I was still not sure until I saw it the second time in the middle hallway, right. going through. And then I was like, oh hell yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. You definitely did. I remember, like yes, Leanne I, said, you running up, and I was like, she just shot out of nowhere, and she like grabbed my, my arm. arm. What's like, happening? <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> that was you great. were all out of breath, and you're like, it's all shadow person. It's like, <laughs> well, for, for, you know, we've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Right. So to get to see something I don't or haven't seen uh, was an adrenaline rush. Right. It really um, is. That's one of the reasons, you know, people do this. I wasn't scared. I was excited. Yeah. Right. They're just so tall. They're like seven yes, feet tall. tall. I mean, good mm-hmm. lord. Very tall. I'm just kind of glad we didn't get to see the creeper. You know, you hear about the creeper on the fourth floor, the thing that climbs on the walls. Yeah, I heard a few people talking about it, but I, I didn't know about it. I, I wanted to there. see. I did want. I'll be honest. I wanted to see. I went out looking for it, but I didn't find I it. I I don't am... need that in my life. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Didn't need to see that. I, so. I was actually actively seeking it out. I, but I we didn't see it. Knew. I didn't know about that prior right. to My brother was uh, with me, and he was, what are we looking for again? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Are you really sure you want to see that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so either. But the gargoyles outside were really cool. Like, that were, they were so cool. <clears throat> that gave you a sense of the building, too. Yeah. But just the, the history and, like, the culture surrounding, I don't know, like, their mentality back right yes, they wanted to do anything and everything they could to like breed like comfortability within patients i guess and so they're like you know if you are religious like this is kind of 
like expelling that energy, <laughs> yep. you know. Aren't gargoyles supposed to be protective of Lovell? Yes, and of the people within it, and more so is just scaring off negativity or evil spirits. There was definitely a lot of experiences we all had collectively while we were at Waverly. And if that is something that you would maybe be interested in and haven't had the chance to visit Waverly, they have an Equinox event coming up on September 17th, 2022. And it is pretty much like a mystical fair with psychics and vendors and healers. We are going to be a vendor there as Marley Knockers slash Ghost Walk of Lexington. We will be selling some tickets, some different type of merchandise, like dowsing rods, EMF meters, things like that. Some merch, maybe? And also, Noelle is going to be there, and she is going to be doing some natal chart readings. Noelle, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, so I'll be doing some natal chart reads. Basic reads, I mean, I have various levels, so I can go as in-depth as you want to, or as basic as you want, and I can even show you how to read your own natal chart. Ooh. So when you leave, you'll have a better idea of what to look for in regards to the transits within your specific chart. I think we need to do a podcast on that one time. <gasps> that would be so fun. You can just do all of our charts and tell all our business to everybody. Oh my God. The and team. then, yes, and then the team can weigh <laughs> in on those specific traits, whether they have seen those specific traits. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> Mom, exactly. That would be so much fun. Exactly. Mom, it's like so chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> you are a bit chaotic. What did I do? <laughs> what don't you do? You know, I have been sitting here trying to be quiet. <laughs> and I would get brought into the middle. Well, you know. It happens. It's, wow. it's the way it goes and around who here. Who said I'm chaotic? Your Pisces son. Jesus. Well, speaking of the Equinox event, not Kim's chaotic energy. Wow. We recently spoke to Tanya and Renee from the Waverly Hills Historical Society, and they kind of gave us a little bit of insight on the building, its past, and the event coming up in September. So we're going to play that interview right now. Okay, we are here with Tanya and Renee from the Waverly Hills Historical Society. We're going to talk a little bit about the building and see what kind of things they've experienced here. So, how long have you two been involved with the Waverly Hills Historical Society? I've been here since 2003. I've been here since 2005. Wow, so good while. Yes. Awesome. What is kind of the mission of the Historical Society? The mission is to put it back to what she used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, um, our plans are right now is to fix the water leaks that we have. Can you tell us more about the Equinox event on September 17th? I'm a spiritual person by nature, and these type of events open up avenues for people to gather with mutual interest. What better place to have this type of event but Waverly Hills? Our event is held on September the 17th from 10 to 6, and of course our tickets are on sale for $10. We will have many tours as well for $10. There will be many vendors on site, products, services, seminars, even many tours, as I said. We'll have a food truck, but it's just a place for everybody that has the same interest to come together because it's been so long for people to do that. And we think, you know, since COVID, there's not been any. So this is our first one, and I think it's gonna be a great event. 
That's awesome. We're we're going to be set up here too, you know, as one of the vendors, and we are very excited to be here. Awesome. Okay, I want to ask both of you this question. What is your favorite aspect of Waverly? I feel peaceful and at home here. When I walk in the door, whatever's heavy on my shoulders or, you know, it's left outside because when you walk in here, it's just so peaceful. And uh, I, I don't know any other way to describe it. I mean, I feel the same way. This is my home away from home. I work from home, so I'm home all day, every day. And coming here on the weekends, it's something I look forward to. Just, I love it here. It draws me here, I guess. I believe it, you know, just when we pulled up today, it's when you turn that last curve before you see the building, it's just an amazing experience. If if you've not been here yet, you should definitely make your way here, maybe on the 17th of September, but if not then, sometime. So we can't talk about Waverly without talking about the paranormal. So can you guys tell us what your favorite paranormal experience here has been? My favorite, and it's probably the creepiest thing that's ever happened to me, was I was on a tour. I was the TA one night because we had enough people where I didn't have to be the tour guide, and I was the TA. I had my back up against the fourth floor door, stairwell, and I heard the group coming up the stairs, or so I thought it was the next group, and I turned around, and there's something standing in the landing. So the window, there's no window in the door, so I stuck my hand through it, kind of to try to mess with what I thought was a real person. No, it went right through. So I turned around and stood up in the hall and just kind of stared out Miss Larry and I was like, okay, whatever, whatever it is, it's going to go away. It ain't going to come back. So I turned back around, but I didn't get all the way back around because whatever was in the landing was standing right next to me, but its face was up against my face just staring at me. Oh, my. And we do what we call looking for shadow people during tours on the fourth floor. And my husband was on the other end with the group, and he come back, and it's pitch black in there. I mean, right. you guys seen how dark it is in there. And he looked at me, and he said, why are you so pale? I said, let's get off this floor, and I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Uh, we can definitely attest that it, it is very dark at night in here, like pitch black dark. So that would be definitely unnerving to see someone face to face with you. That the thing is, of it is, it's like I didn't see no eyes, no mouth. No facial features, it was right. just a shadow. And what got me was how close it was, because I don't mind if they like pull my hair or tug on my shirt, but when you're like right up against my face, you're right. in my personal space. <laughs> right, in my bubble. Exactly. Please take a step back. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's a definitely an experience for sure. Tanya, do you have I any have several, but <laughs> any I think that you want to share? I think the one will give people a different aspect of instead of being scared or whatever, um, because I hear noises all day long right. here. Um, but I was TAing for somebody, and we were going up to the third floor. And um, I was standing there. Now, I carry like a carpenter's belt to hold your mag lights and stuff. Right. So I'm used to somebody hitting my mag light. You know, don't pay attention to it. But for some reason, I, I told the people to get up off the steps, get up there so they could listen. And I'm standing there and I get pushed up the steps. And I just, it calm, caught me off guard. I'm like, mm. so I stand up and kind of like, did anybody see that? And I look around, like, who pushed me? There's nothing there. So I take one step up. And as I did, a piece of plaster came down. So they were protecting me. Oh, wow. They pushed me out of the way so I wouldn't get hurt. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. 
That's very friendly. Yeah, they they they're very protective in here. Well, you guys are taking care of them. Yes. Yeah. So the best that why we wouldn't can. they be? Yeah. Right. That's awesome. It's always good to hear the good stories. It is. Everybody it is. loves to be scared too, though. But yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you stories for days of being scared in here, but. <laughs> I was gonna say I yeah. have tons of stories. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we were talking about how me and my husband stayed the night in here in the chapel. We had a tent, and then one of the security guards at the time, he had his own tent as well. He was in the chapel with us. And of course, my husband, he falls asleep anywhere quickly, no problem. And I'm like wide awake, and I'm hearing all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, get up, get up. Don't, don't make me stay up by myself. And this was before any of the windows were put in in the chapel, and the door down here still had chains on it. So of course I'm hearing the chains rattling all night. And then when I wake Marty up, all of a sudden we hear sound like a little girl laughing running down the hall. And then the next thing we hear the security guard snoring, but his tent's coming up there. Oh. And Marty looked at me and he's like, at the time the laundry room was kind of like the safe area. He's right. Like, the laundry room sounds pretty good. I said, I'm not leaving this tent till the sun comes up. So <laughs> right. I'm going to rent it too when I come home. Oh my. It was during a thunderstorm too. Mm -hmm. No, I say the thunderstorms always seem to amp things up a bit. So, that all that extra energy in the air. That's in, did the security guard ever wake up? No. Well, I'm assuming he woke up that morning, but yeah, morning. Yeah. <laughs> next morning. But wow, did you, what did you say when he you told him about it? He was like, his tent was closed when he yeah. woke up. So he's like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get a lot of poltergeist activity, like movement and like things, objects moving and and we get balls that move sometimes. Sometimes we get things thrown at us in the dark, you know, things like that. Yeah, chairs has moved. When I was up front working and I'm here by myself and my drawers will open, you know, and I'm looking like, okay, guys, I'm working and I'm pushing them shut, you know, and then they come open again and I push them shut, and then the third time they come open really fast, you know, and I slam them shut, and I say, leave me alone, I'm working, and then it stopped. It stopped. Does it feel yeah. like, kind of like child playing with you? Yes. Or just... Yeah, it's like, pretty much like having my own grandkids running right. around, you know, they're, they were like, let's father Nana, let's do this, yeah. you know, and, but it's fun at the same time, right. because you're like, they're comfortable enough to come in and, and do what they're doing. I mean, we've had, it sounds like back here, when I'm here, like feet shuffling on the floor, mm -hmm. you can hear my door move. And as you all have been back here, you know there's no movement, no. anything back there. Cause half the time I don't even have that air on. So right. it's just me. I don't know, the balls are the biggest thing though. And we always check because we wanna make sure there's no wind blowing to make the ball move. Right. Um, but when it comes up in the air at you, yeah, no. the wind's not gonna do that. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I say I've never had a ball come at me that way. Oh, sure. we have. When you're walking through there by yourself and you know you're the only one in that building and then you put a ball in here. Or you go through the building and you know your surroundings, there's nothing there. And then when you come back through, there's like a ball in the middle of the floor and you're like. Like, I know that wasn't there. Right. You know, but it makes you question yourself. Right. Like, was it? Yeah. So we get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say you get a lot of evidence on these tours. And speaking of those, what type of tours do you guys offer right now? 
Well, we do a two-hour paranormal guided tours on Fridays and Saturdays, and we have our historical tours on Sundays, and then every other week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we flip flop. Okay. Um, and then we have our private overnights, and then our public overnights. Awesome, and they can get all these details on your website, I'm sure. Yes. And we did just add, if they show up at the gate and want a tour, if I have the staff, we've been bringing them in to okay. do like a semi-private. It's not on our page, but we do charge 40 an hour for that. Okay. Um, because it's a semi-private. Right. And it's been doing really good. We're getting more calls than people realize. Can we come in and see the building? Can we get, we'll say, well, here, we'll give you a tour for this price. Right. And they jump on it, so. Well, definitely, that's, that's a great deal. Yes. So. Yeah, I'm not shocked that that's doing really well. Well, this is the holy grail of paranormal. Yes. Investigating. I mean, there's sure. not a paranormal investigator that I've spoken with that doesn't have the desire to be here or, you know, mm -hmm. it's on their list. You know, we started back in 2008 and time just kept getting away from us from coming up here because we're like, we got to go. We got to go. We're going to do an overnight. We're going to do this. And, you know, it's we were just so excited when we finally got the chance to. So, because like you said, it's a holy grail opportunity. We just really wanted to do it. And it was a really, really great time. Yes, it was amazing. I'm glad y'all came. Yes, thank you very much. Well, thank you guys for meeting with us today. We really appreciate it. And we just love being invited back into the building. You know, it's a, it's a great space. And anytime we can come is always appreciated. So if anyone listening is interested in visiting Waverly Hills, you can look on their website at therealwaverlyhills.com for tour information and information about the Equinox event on September 17th. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, make sure to follow all of our socials. We're Marley Knockers on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Help us get to 1,000 followers on TikTok because we have some giveaways planned. Maybe some tickets to the ghost walk. Maybe some merchandise. Ooh. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, we really need to step up our TikTok game. Uh, I agree. We do have some pretty good videos out there. Yeah, yeah, we're getting some pretty attraction on there. But we're, we're not quite to 1,000, but we're really close. So help us out. Yeah. Please.